Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is Friday. We've made it to Friday, June 23rd, 2023. And as always, it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers catchy slogans a few billboards big results Bryce we are 41 days away from the NFL 42 days away from high school football and 64 days away from college football right around the corner man you're gonna blink and it's gonna be here I can't wait it's it's literally right around the corner so I'm pumped about it it's taking shape dude I'm I'm so pumped for football season to get here as you know football greatest sport on the earth yeah, we we discussed that yesterday, and I we argued it yesterday. I know you, you said you hated football. I understand. It's all right. It's not for everybody. I didn't say that. That's what you I didn't exactly. say. You said all. you hated football. Said not not a football fan at all. Today is National Detroit Style Pizza Day. Are you a fan of Detroit Style of Pizza? Detroit style? Huh? <laughs> we asked we asked each other the Did same we, question at the same time. We really, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. I'm not really sure what Detroit-style pizza is. I think it's a slice of pizza with a side of homicide, uh, but I have I've never had that, it. Um, that is wrong. It's 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 essentially square. It's essentially square sauce. So square pizza. Oh, square pizza with a side of homicide. Okay, so um, yeah, I I like it. Uh, Detroit-style pizza is sort of Ohio-style pizza as well. It, they're very very similar. Detroit-style pizza is not thin crust though, right? No, no, deep, no, 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 the deep no. dish lasagna type stuff. Um, yes, is is Detroit and Chicago style pizza? Are they essentially the exact same thing? No, not okay. at all. Okay, okay. Uh, so uh, Detroit has the homicide and Chicago doesn't, right? Chicago Chicago style pizza has the sauce on top of it, as opposed to cheeses on top of Detroit style. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like I like any type of pizza. I've never run, run into a type of pizza that I didn't like. Um, Ohio style, or I don't know if it's Ohio style, but it's the only place that I've had. It is my favorite. It's it's thin crust, it's square cut. Um, but yeah, I, I I would I would try the Detroit style pizza if I had it. Hold the homicide. Uh, I don't want any of that. Um, but yeah, I, I've never ran into a pizza that I didn't like. We actually had pizza the other night for dinner, so I, I'm all in for Detroit style pizza. Okay. What what's your hey, topping? Real- what's your what's your go to topping for for pizza, Billy? Uh, it's Italian sausage. That's a good one. That's a good one. Can't go wrong there. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I, I can't picture anything else. But sausage. I mean, obviously pepperoni. Like pepperoni is yes, but sausage. Um, <laughs> wow, there's an audio for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, dude. I'm a, a meat lovers pizza. You you can't go wrong with. That. I, oh I'm yeah, a, yeah, yeah, like uh, if. I thought you were asking me just for one topping. But it's like, one topping, more toppings. Hey, it's, like, it's, I'll, I'll it's, it's fun it's, day Friday. It's always meat lover pizza for me. Yeah. So. I'm, I, I, my, my favorite is 
is pepperoni and mushrooms. Um, but I, I want I want as much meat in my mouth as possible. Hey, I'm right there with you, buddy. You can if yeah. it, the more meat you can pile on my mouth on a pizza, I'm I'm in for it. Absolutely. Maybe you can throw a little pineapple in there to throw a little twist to it. Well, yeah, obviously that's that's got to happen. Um, hey, before we get to the sports and the important stuff, uh, let's let's um, give an update. Um, I've been asked to do this. Clay Harden is back home. And he wanted to thank everybody for all the texts, calls, and uh, well wishes from from everybody while he was in the hospital. He's he's doing much better. He's back home um, as of last night or yesterday afternoon, and um, he he said thank you, thank you, thank you to all the listeners of the podcast too, because he said he got text calls and stuff from from our listeners as well. Um, also. He said thanks to uh, Steve Walker. Steve Walker got him like a whole cooler of freaking uh, lemonade. That'll, that'll make you feel better in no time right there, man. Instantly. Instantly. So um, that's that's our that's our sponsor right there. So glad to uh, glad to know that he is back home and, and feeling better. Um, I know that was a scary little little moment there for the uh, for the Harden family. So I'm, I'm glad he's home and on the and you and I get to go hang out with them tomorrow. So pumped about that. that uh, we do, we do, absolutely. I gotta, I gotta make sure I have a DD to get me there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, we do. You got me. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I live right on your way in between, in between it, your house and Clay's. I'm right on the way, dude. <laughs> you know me. I don't care. I'll take you anywhere. <laughs> uh, Braves beat the Phillies yesterday, five to one in ten innings. Uh, you want to talk about? And actually, this is the funny, funny story. I was talking to Clay about this. Clay missed the game, and I said it was a really good game. He goes, "It was five to one." I said, "It was zero zero going into the tenth. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. Like, it wasn't five to one until what? extra innings. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so, I I texted my buddy who's a Phillies fan, and I said, "Congratulations on holding the Braves to zero runs uh, through nine innings." But we're gonna go ahead and take this win in the tenth. Ozuna had two RBIs. Harris with an RBI. Uh, Bryce Elder. Bravo, kid. Seven innings, zero runs, six Ks. Listen to me, and this is this is where I get a, a little bit more of a, on a rant this morning than I should. It still pisses me off that Bryce Elder does not deserve a win in this in this game. But no decision yeah. is bull on this. He pitched his ass off. I'm, I'm with and you. And the fact that Rysel Iglesias got the win in this game when all he did was pitch a scoreless ninth and Bryce Elder pitched seven scoreless innings against the Phillies. No. Bryce Elder deserved that win. That's why the, the win is just stupid in baseball right now. I'm with you. I'm, I'm 1,000% with you, man. I think the win-loss record is, I don't know, it's a, it's a nice record. It's, it's, a, it's a good stat to throw on the end of a pitcher's line it's it's not a be-all end-all in my opinion I, i'm an era i'm a whip guy i'm a quality start i'm a game score guy uh and yeah. if you look at his game score if you look at his quality starts i mean his game score for that game was the second highest rated game he's had all season the only game that was higher than that was against the marlins at the beginning of may and the game score for last night's game was a 75 and the game score versus the miami marlins early in may was a 77 so they're right there next to each other um, but I, I'm with you. I, I think the win loss is is not indicative of the uh, of, of the of the uh, game that the pitcher threw. It's a, it's a stat that should be thrown on at the end. It's not a be all end all stat. I mean, you look at the month of May. 
The Braves were four and two in games that Bryce Elder pitched. He pitched in six games, gave up seven earned runs, uh, and only get, and only got one win. Like, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm on board with that. Um, I I think it is a or, it, or it, it's not or the first the that we should that, look at. Or how about the fact that Spencer Strider has pitched 15 games this year for the Braves? In in those 15 games, the Braves have won 13 of them. It's pretty good. That's a pretty good stat. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, a pretty good stat. It's just it's things like that that just and I bet you how many of those does he actually have a decision on? You know, you know what I mean? Right. Like as far as a win. Right. It's stupid. Yeah. It's quality starts and game scores, uh, ERA and whip are much more indicative of how a pitcher pitched than the win loss record. Yeah, ERA I, I'll throw out too because ERA is, is pointless. Um, I'm more of a whip person and a um, adjusted ERA, which is they adjust the ERA to the ballpark um, and your defense. But yeah, yeah, I, li- I like how when I, li- I like how pitchers get bailed out sometimes with though this isn't an earned run, this isn't an earned run, this isn't an earned run. Kind of kind of funny. It makes me think pitchers came up with the scoring uh, in the MLB back in the 1800s, like. Did you did you hear that they? I, I don't know if you watched the the end of the game yesterday, Bryce, but he hit that. Um, who was it that had the RBI? Was it the, was it Riley that uh, hit to? Um, was it Michael Harris? Warber. Oh, oh, know, oh, the one that wasn't an, uh, that wasn't an earned run. That wasn't an error. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. That was an error all day long, every day of the week, and. So let me they, let me ask they, you this, Billy. Did. So, so scoring scoring wise, there is a there is a scorekeeper that keeps it and decides if it's an error or not. Is yeah. does that does that score? Does he work for MLB or does he work for the Phillies? I that I don't know. I think he works for the Phillies. That's what I was thinking so too. Like it, it depends on the uh, depend. You have an official score for each stadium, right? I believe it's they work for the team but still like you would think that's i would give that an error any day of the week i agree not, especially to the home team yeah i, I you know I what agree. i mean yeah um yeah that's something that's something i was thinking about yesterday is like the scorekeeper does he work for the mlb or does he work for the home team um yeah that's i, I didn't remember uh, yesterday until he came up with pinch hit i forgot christian pache was which was a phillies i completely forgot yeah. that when did that happen? Yeah, that, that got really, really uh, nervous in the in the bottom half of the ten. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I'm, yeah. Nick Anderson he walked a guy. I think he gave up a hit. Uh, Philly scored one. I was I was terrified they were going to come back and steal it late, but uh, but they didn't. We had to face our old foe Kimbrel as well, and he struck out the side. But it is what it is. We won the game. Five. By the way, yeah. The the gate or the play that. JT Real Muto scored on in the in the bottom of the ten. Yeah, it was a fly out to right, and Ronald Ronald made it close, and it was it was deep right. Okay, Ronald threw an absolute seed, and when I say he threw a seed, it was a hundred and four miles an hour, Bryce. Why doesn't he pitch? Dear Lord, <laughs> can you imagine? 104 from right field. I'm even more. I'm, the thing I'm most impressed about was uh, the catcher catch it. 
I, I, I wouldn't yeah. have, you know, I, w- I wouldn't have been able to catch that thing. There's, I mean, I, I was pretty impressed that Travis Darno was able to catch that thing. But uh, speaking of uh, speaking of catchers too, uh, Sean Murphy got in as a pinch hitter uh, yesterday, which is very very good news. He's probably going to avoid an IL stint for that hamstring injury that he had uh, last weekend or earlier this week. So that's very, very, very good news. We it's, don't we don't need him on the IL. It's good news for two reasons, in my opinion. A, obviously, we don't want him on the IL. IL. We want him playing. Uh, and, and the second reason is he's still all-star eligible. So if he went on the IL, uh, he wouldn't have been all-star eligible. And he's one of the last two catchers in the NL right now um, that could get an all-star spot. So great to see that from Sean Murphy. I, I think I saw he will definitely not catch today might catch tomorrow but uh i think i I think i saw somewhere on the twitter verse where he is definitely not catching today but we'll see you know it's baseball it changes changes every five minutes last Braves update before we get to the nba draft from last night um ronald acuna jr uh became the was the number one vote getter in all of major league baseball which means he automatically goes to the all-star game and it doesn't have to go through the second round of voting which begins now. So, Braves fans continue to vote. Uh, get get as many of our our team in there because man, a lot of them deserve All Stars right yep. now. Bryce Elder deserves it, but there's nothing we can do about the truth. The the but, only person I would say don't vote for uh, is and and I've said this before is Ozzy Albies. Um, he's the when I fill out my NL bracket, he's the only Brave I did not vote for. Um, he's the only Brave I, I don't believe is. Uh, deserves a starting spot and that has nothing to do with what Ozzy has done this year Michael um, uh, yeah 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 I, I don't know man he's been on fire he's, the past month he has been on fire there's no doubt and it's not even the past month it's been since June 7th yeah um, <laughs> but I, I voted for Michael Harris uh, but Ozzy's the only brave I didn't vote for it's not because of what Ozzy's doing it's because of what that young man down in Miami is doing and he won thousand percent. Uh, old too. Yeah, he has. Um, he, he he deserves the start uh, in the uh, in the All Star game. But yeah, it's coming up, man. We only got one, two, three, four. We got five more series left um, until the All Star break. It's coming around the corner. Yep. Bryce, tell me about the NBA draft from last night. <laughs> the NBA draft came and went last night. Um, not a lot of fireworks, really. Kind of kind of boring, to be honest with you. Uh, Victor Webinyama went number one overall, as everybody expected. Alabama's Brandon Miller went number two overall. I don't know if that is what everybody expected. I, I know the the Celtics fan or the Celtics fans, the um, Hornets fans that were in attendance did not like it. They even booed Brandon Miller. He got booed when he went up on stage. They didn't like the pick. I think most of the Celt or the uh, God, I call them the Celtics again. I think most of the Hornets fans wanted Scoot Henderson. Um, but they drafted Alabama's Brandon Miller, number two overall. Uh, Amon and Asir Thompson, the twins. They were twins in the NBA draft, and they go back-to-back, number four and number five overall. That was really neat to see. That was that was cool sitting over there with the couch with their parents and everything. Uh, Hawks stayed at 15. We, we made a couple moves, but it was later in the draft and didn't really affect anything. We stayed at 15, didn't make any moves. Everybody's still on the roster. Um, and we drafted Kobe. Uh, from Michigan, Kobe Bufkin. Um, I, I think it's a, I think it's a nice move. It's definitely not something that's going to impact, in my opinion, the team this year. He might be a backup guard somewhere. He's a, he, he's a long point guard. He's like six four, six five. Um, I think he has close to a seven foot wingspan. 
He, in my opinion, he was the best player on on the Michigan Wolverines last year. I know people are going to say Jet Howard was was great, and he's he's a fine shooter. But overall, as, as a as a fully rounded basketball player, Kobe Buffing, Bufkin was the best player on that team. Um, his rise from the fringes of a, of a near, you know, he, he he wasn't a first round pick, and he kind of played himself into a first round pick this year, and then kept going moving up the draft board into the lottery. After uh, after struggling his freshman year, his sophomore year was like a resurgence, and it's it's nice to see when a young kid can go from a, a subpar to mediocre freshman year and take a massive step that sophomore year. It shows that he's willing to work hard and grow, and that's what you're going to have to be at 15 for the Hawks. His defense is elite. Uh, he's one of the best defending guards I think that was drafted in the entire first round, which is great to see. Um, offense is offense is fine. He's a left-handed guy, dribble drive guy. shoots it shoots it pretty well. I, I think it was, I think it was probably the best pick we could have got, got at fifteen. I personally, I wanted to see us get the Shafino kid from Indiana. I liked his game a lot. I would have loved to seen us get Bryce Sensiball as well, just because I'm a Buckeye fan. Um, but the Buff the Buffkin draft, I think is I think it's a fine pick. He'll be a uh, he'll be a good combo guard playmaker. I, you know, I don't know how much playing time he's going to get. It really depends on the growth in between now and the start of the season and what he shows in the summer league. I could, I could see him, you know, a few months into the season being our number two point guard to take over for Trey. So we'll see. We'll just see what he, uh, what he grows over the summer. Uh, the Hawks also drafted Seth Lundy in the second round. You'll never see him in the NBA. Um, and the Hawks traded for Muhammad Gai from the Celtics. We, we traded a couple of second round picks. Another guy probably never going to see in the NBA. So it was it was a lackluster draft, to be honest with you, man. It was it was sort of boring. Um, I didn't I really didn't pay attention. I was playing on my phone or I was playing on my uh, laptop most of the time. So see, and I I remember, and this is this is just saying what I do. Seth, I remember Seth Lundy more than I remember Kobe Bufkin. Um, in the in, so I I don't know, man. I like. We'll see. We'll see what Buffkin and Lundy do. Like you said, you, Lundy may never see the the light of day. But yeah, um, I'd, yeah. I'd be shocked if Seth Lundy ever made it to the NBA. Um, I, I actually think the uh, that Muhammad guy kid that we got we traded for. I think he has a better shot of making the NBA. He's a he's a long four, um, kind of underweight right now. He might be a guy that sits in the G League one or two years. Um, so I, I I don't know. We'll see. I, I like the Kobe Buffkin draft. I mean, it's not. Not a bad pick, but I don't know. We'll see. All right, Bryce, we're going to get away from talking about the NBA draft from last night, and we are going to get into talking high school football, which is the bread and butter of our podcast. And we talked about Bremen football yesterday, and today we are going to talk about Carrollton football. And with that, we're going to bring in our Carrollton insider, Coach Nick White. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You guys are doing a lot better after getting rid of that basketball talk and getting football. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So we've, we've, we've moved into, we are in list season coach, which I know you, you love. Um, So we have started like last week, we did the top five baseball movies of all time. And this, this week we did the top five football movies of all time. Wow. Next week, we're going to do the top uh, five, uh, movie uh, comedies from 2000 on. 
So what did, what did we end up with on our top five uh, football movies? So Bryce and I had two different top fives, obviously, because, you know, Bryce yeah. and I can never agree on, on anything. That's um, okay. What did we get? At, for me, number five was Rudy. Number four okay. was The Blind Side. Number three okay. was Varsity Blues. Number two was The Water Boy. And number one was Remember the Titans. All solid picks. All solid picks. I don't know if I can just pop out a top five like that, but I can tell you that the movie The Program would be on that. Yeah, the program was... A lot of people were chiming in on Twitter about that, about the program. So, yeah, I, I get that. Um, but Bryce's was The Longest Yard at five, Replacements at four, Remember the Titans at three, Varsity Blues at two, and The Water Boy at one. Ooh, at one. Yeah, Bryce, Bryce really likes The Water Boy. It's tough because when you make the top five list like yeah i think you have to differentiate between comedy and you know legit like obviously remember the titans and waterboy two different movies you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely and somebody brought up radio the other day and i i completely like spaced out on radio i was like oh my gosh how did yeah, i forget yeah, about but speaking of high school football with radio let's get into high school football talk and talk about your Carrollton trojans Coming off an impressive 14-1 season where they were region champs and went all the way to the state championship, which we're not going to talk about the state championship. Let's just not talk about that. Um, well, you know, it was a tough night. There was only a handful of teams playing that day, so it's not the worst thing that's happened in the world. <laughs> that's you know I mean? fair. Um, here's a good thing. You're returning your starting quarterback, who is all-world. And yep. it, it's going to be – we've talked about this. You and I have talked about this many times on a different podcast. As long as you have a good offensive line, somebody that can rush the passer, and a quarterback, you're fine. And you guys have that in spades. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. You know, um, early on, I think as soon as the season closed, I was a little worried about the offensive line. We lost some components to the offensive line, but man, we have uh, we've absolutely improved the offensive line for sure. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys are aware, but Zakai Helton, who spent all of last year as a freshman. You know, just a little baby, three six three, three thirty, just that little fellow there. Right. He's been all last year playing nose guard, and he's flipped over, and he's playing some center now, and uh, you know, really going to help Baker down the line along with the guys that are coming back. So, uh, so you've got the offensive line there. Talk about pass rushers. Uh, you know who I'd talk about at pass rushers. Yeah. Oh yeah. The man, the myth, the legend yeah. that just got a Purdue offer uh, the other day in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's doing okay. Uh, he'll do a good job rushing the passer and stopping the run. Probably going to see some more snaps this year at linebacker too. And then obviously the quarterback. You know, we'll, you know, he's pretty good. Yeah. And Bryce and I were talking about this coach. And, and can you imagine? And we we actually talked about this yesterday on the pod. Was the fact that you know Dylan Riola is moving into Buford? And can you imagine yeah. just that? How big a game the Carrollton Buford game would be in the playoffs? ESPN would have to like televise that right i mean you would think so i mean it's gonna it's i I don't know as far as like you know gaming rights and stuff like that if ghsa has already given rights to like you know the wb station or whatever whichever one that is but uh you know it it definitely would be televised and everybody would be there and it would you would have to you know find a way to get in because you wouldn't be able to just walk in whoever stadium that is so uh but it you know it is what it is. I think it's good for, uh, you know, for Carrollton this year um, because, you know, when you're in 7A, there's no there's no squeaking your way into the playoffs or the state title. You're, you're going to play somebody good, and why not play the guy that's committed to the University of Georgia? You know what I mean? That's right. And who's to say that uh, 
<laughs> that he doesn't commit to Georgia too. I mean, I know that's probably in the back of your mind as well, uh, being a Georgia fan. Let's talk about some some problems that you might see for Carrollton. What do you what do you foresee that could be a problem just right now, just from an analyst side of things? Well, you know, you always look at where you lose, you know, talent, and we did lose some talent at the wide receiver position. Uh, obviously, Caleb Odom is coming back, amongst other guys. But you know, a guy like Seth, uh, Little Chili Childers, and uh, TK, who's playing Division One football at, at Arkansas State. You know, you just don't walk out and replace guys like that. And, you know, uh, a couple of senior offensive linemen as well. Those are your initial, uh, for me, those are my initial points of, uh, you know, that you would have to address on the, in the offseason. But, you know, Carrollton's done that. Again, flipping over Big Sakai Helton to the offensive line, RJ Sizemore, some of these other guys that are going to step up. And then at the wide receiver position, you know, uh, I think that uh, the quarterback's going to make some of those guys maybe look pretty good as well. So that, but those are the initial, like, areas of, you know, opportunity for me or offensive line and wide out. Right. And, and obviously, like you mentioned, he's going to pull a, a Tom Brady, uh, Julian Lewis, just, you know, I'm Tom Brady or I'm Julian Lewis. I'll make anybody look good kind of thing. So, <laughs> and hopefully, you know, and, and let's talk about, let's talk about that quarterback whisperer you have at a head coach and Joey King. And he has done wonders. And I mean, you've, you've been at Carrollton for a while now and, and was at Carrollton for the transition into Joey King coming back in. What is, it just feels different. It feels like the program's different than it was in the, under the previous regime, does it not? It, I mean, it does, and I don't think that's a, a shot towards anybody, but I would tell you that it is absolutely amped up. It's, 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 a, it's a great combination of higher expectations, you know, got a little bit of a college feel to it, but while, you know, maintaining or even, you know, uh, blow, magnifying the family feel to it you know they just got done having a mom's camp last night so the mom's got to come out and run through some drills you know i think it's uh, i think it's been a boost a shot in the arm and i think anytime you know and i'm going to be very pro carrollton i hope people are okay with it and if they're not that's fine too but like you know if carrollton hires somebody they're not going to hire somebody that's not as good as, as the guy that they're you know succeeding so uh, there's always going to be a shot in the arm. Uh, even when a legend retires, they're going to hire someone that's as, you know, as good or better. So, uh, but it's definitely a different feel, a little bit more of a professional, polished up, uh, you know, version of what, what Carrollton is becoming. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's, that's why we brought you on was to have that professional, that pro Carrollton. We, we want to have, when we do these, um, previews we want we want to have somebody who's pro Carrollton or pro central or pro you know whatever school we're doing that's not you know bryce and i that we can i mean we're you know you know how bryce and i are we are very pro all nine schools but it's it's better to have somebody else's voice out there talking about about the program and that's why we reached out to you and asked you to do this because you're very pro Carrollton. you're aware of what's coming up i mean there's there's some freshman you know long snapper that may get into some playing time this year i don't i don't know if he's any good or not what do you think the players to watch out for you back up long snapper get on the field you know, watch watch him play. uh but no yeah fun is is a freshman on the team this year so we're excited to be able to you know take a, a little bit more even more intimate journey with the uh, football trojans this year but uh I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be a wonderful season. I mean, I don't know if you guys have talked about this yet, but 
Now starting the season off playing against Langston Hughes. Yeah, I was about is, to get to. I was about to get to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ranked nationally. Well, coach, so. let's let's talk about uh, the schedule for uh, Carrollton coming up this year, and you're starting off with a ridiculous matchup in Langston Hughes versus Carrollton. Uh, can you I mean, get any it, bigger man. of a thing? A bigger of a matchup. I'm serious. I, that's it. I don't know if you can look across the state of Georgia, maybe even the southeast, and find that Langston Hughes is nationally ranked. I believe Carrollton may even start off uh, nationally ranked this year. Obviously, a lot of that due to uh, a lot of the guys that play for us and, and you know the season that we had last year. But that is an epic matchup with two programs that have been very good as of late. Langston Hughes always has some players, going to have some, going to have tons of speed, uh, going to get plenty of media attention. But Hey, you can't start your season any with any more firepower than that, there, in my opinion. And then you bring in South Paulding into um, Trojan Nation, and then you go to Rome in Week Three, which is always a tough test. Regardless of how down Rome is or how up Carrollton is, Rome is always a tough test. Regardless, that Carrollton Rome game is ridiculous. Yeah, both of those games have kind of become, because, you know, we shared the regional one another for a little bit. Both of those games have become really good, spirited, physical games that are decided by a couple of possessions for the most part. So, you know, traveling uh, to Rome, too, you know, that's a place that's pretty tough to play as well. So, and there's no there's no walkthroughs uh, the first few weeks of the season, for us for sure. Then you bring in Villarica, who is under new uh, head coach management under uh... – a different uh, Baron, Coach Baron, but it's going to be uh, fun to see that matchup because that's always a good one. Then you have Jenkins at home, Hillgrove at home, and then you have the bye week, and then region play begins. And you, and you go to East Coweta, Pebblebrook at home, Westlake at home, and then you're, you finish the year at Campbell. There's yeah, no I mean, reason, the region... in my opinion, there, that you shouldn't be 4-0 again in this region. Well, you know, and in, in, in everything we do, we expect to win. But I'll tell you that, uh, you know, those guys have got some players that can run. Westlake, again, another one of those schools that are perennially tough. Uh, they're they're, they're going to be able to play. They made it to, the, I believe, the third round of the playoffs last year. Uh, you know, Campbell's going to have some guys that can play. East Coweta, always physical, great head coach, John Smalls. So, uh, you know, while I, I don't disagree with you, I don't think it's a, a walk or a stroll in the park. I think any one of those teams – if Carrollton doesn't go out and play their best football, absolutely can get into a game and, and play the bad guy for us. Yeah. Well, Coach, I can't thank you enough for – or Bryce and I can't thank you enough for joining us here on uh, our Carrollton preview, and uh, we will look forward to talking to you down the line. Yeah, man, appreciate you guys. Go Trojans, baby. All right, that's our Carrollton preview. Let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. I'm excited for that Carrollton Trojan season this year, uh, Billy. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what Juju does in year two. I'm even more excited about that potential matchup in the playoffs with uh, Dylan Ra- yeah. uh, Ravioli and Juju Lewis uh, You know, at the University of Buford versus Carrollton. That, that could be fun if that happens. Yeah, our thanks to uh, Coach Nick White for joining us. That was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Coach Nick White, once again, always welcome on the podcast. If he wants to wake up at the, uh, the butt crack of dawn, you can hop on here anytime you want. I like when Coach comes on here and talks about wrestling, man. I feel like I get smarter every time Coach gets on here. No joke. Uh, let's head over and to next the... week. Uh, next week we have Central's uh, at Central's preview, and we will have uh, Clay Harden giving our Central preview. That's an interesting team, Billy, because uh, Central has a new quarterback. Maybe, maybe that's that's what I'm hearing. Those are the rumors around no. town is that Central has a new quarterback. Yeah. 
you know, maybe. It's very, that, that's a very interesting situation out there in uh, yeah. <laughs> in Central. Uh, let's head over to the Marine South scoreboard from last night in the NL East. D-backs beat the Nats 5-3. to three. Pirates fall to the Marlins 6-4 to four on the Smiths floor coverings. Games and events calendar for tonight. Pirates at Marlins at 640. Mets at Phillies at 705. Nats at Padres at 940. And Braves at the Reds at 640 up at the Great American Ballpark. All right, let's get to the Incredible Pulp Software and Dollar segment. Uh, we are... We are killing it right now. We are. Um, we are up almost three hundred and fifty dollars. Let's price. go. Let's go. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's the beginning. We started out like, with thirty, and we're up to almost three hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, that's that's saying something. That's like, pretty good, especially especially since, I mean, you know me, I'm I've never really bet before. Yeah, and this is this has been really good for us. Yeah, on on the right trend. So. Let's uh let's get started with you and then I'll have you type in mine because I again I forgot I didn't wake up in time to do this. So <laughs> Yeah, so tonight I have uh, I have the Braves first five money line against the Cincinnati Reds. That means I think the Braves will be winning after the first five innings tonight. It's at a minus one seventy. I have Brendan Allen beating Bruno Silva this weekend in an MMA bout. And then I have Ryan Blaney uh going to get a top 10 this weekend at the ally 400 that is at a minus 250 so those are my incredible pulp soft earn dollars of the week all right give me braves minus one and a half tonight uh versus the uh cincinnati reds that full is game at a, i'm sorry full game yes gotcha all right that is the minus 110 minus 110 you got it Give me the Kansas City Royals money line. Ooh, Royals Tonight money line. Versus Ooh. the Tampa Bay Rays. Versus the Rays. Zach Greinke is on the mound. I just feel comfortable with Zach Greinke. It's a plus 215. Oh, um, okay. Against the Rays. Ooh, Rays are Rays. Yeah. I don't know what Rays have been doing recently, but I know they're a good team. It's a plus 215 money line, Ooh. so... And uh, the other one is give me, I feel confident, give me the Atlanta, uh, Atlanta United um, tomorrow versus the New York Red Bulls. It's a minus 110. Are, are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, I, I am. Are you, are you positive? Yeah. Are I you am. sure? Yeah. All right. That's at a minus 110. Yeah, yeah, minus one ten. I'll be honest with you, I was thinking about betting on the New York Red Bulls. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I was thinking about uh, possibly betting on the New York Red Bulls because we will we will be out without a DP and without our uh, our leading our leading defender. I hope you're right. Yeah, I hope you're go. right. I hope you're right. I hope I hope you hit this bet and I am wrong. Um, trust me, I, I'd, I'd rather lose money than my team lose. Uh, so that's why I bet against Ohio State a lot. All right, Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Indeed, sir. Indeed, I do. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. NHL commissioner says no more specialty sweaters during warmups. Yep. No more fun. Can't have fun in the NHL. No, no more. more fun. No yep. more fun, Lee. The decision to move away from the specialty warm-up sweaters for, the, for events such as Pride Night 
is the latest development in an ongoing story after a handful of players refused to wear the pride jerseys this past season. So no more, no more specialty sweaters. I don't, I don't want to say I don't mind it, but it's from the aspect, uh, I don't mind them getting rid of specialty sweaters, but just from the aspect of like, you look at soccer teams, like soccer teams change their jerseys every single season. They have like two or three new jerseys that come out and it's just to sell, it's just for money. It's just to sell more jerseys. It's just to sell more stuff. It's just to make more revenue and it's aggravating. Um, that's the reason I don't mind getting rid of it. Now, the other stuff I, I don't really care about, but I, I don't like the specialty stuff because it's it's just a money grab. And anybody think yeah. anybody that thinks it's more than a money grab is stupid. I'm, I'm sorry, but the, it's it's just a money grab. That's all it is. I, I always look forward to the um, St. Patty's Day jerseys that the Hawks put out because they're always just gorgeous. Just the green green uh, Hawks jerseys that just that just made it made the the Indian head you know pop so I always look forward to those but I guess we can't have those anymore no I I don't I don't I don't like them wear your colors they're your colors if you don't like those colors you should have picked different colors if you wanted green you should have made your team color green I I, I, I go on this rant about Atlanta United all the damn time Atlanta United is black and red that's our colors why do we have mint green jerseys that is the dumbest you know what I have ever seen. I go on this rant about Ohio State all the time. Why do we have black jerseys? We're scarlet and gray. We're not scarlet and black. We're not black and gray. We're scarlet and gray. Why do we have black jerseys? If you wanted your colors to be mint, Atlanta United, then you shouldn't have been black and red. You should have been mint. When you make jerseys, you either wear your team colors or you wear white. That's all you do. I don't want different color jerseys. I don't want 75 jerseys. We are not the Oregon Ducks. Wear your damn colors. I hate it. That's one of my that's one of my biggest pet peeves in all of sports. I cannot stand it. I hate it. You good? Yeah, that's my rant for today. Okay. De- <laughs> Deion Sanders won't need his foot amputated, but clot surgery is today. Ugh, yeah, man. The uh, Deion Sanders had a blood clot in his groin, I believe, and they were. There was rumors flying around that Deion Sanders could lose his leg, could lose his foot. Um, there was a lot of stuff flying around, but uh, he, he will not have to lose his, his foot or his leg. You know, I don't remember how many years ago he had to lose like two toes or something. They had yeah. to, they had to amputate a couple toes, um, but he won't have to lose anything else. They'll just they'll operate today. Uh, I saw that story and I was like, oh my god, that's awful. Um, but the the more they went in and. Did a little bit of uh, scoping out, made sure everything's all right in there. You want to lose anything with nothing amputated, just a little surgery. Bad news for Gary V and the Jets. Uh, test show torn ACL for Jets safety Chuck Clark. Yeah, that that sucks, man. That Chuck Clark was going to be their starting safety. They did sign Adrian Amos last week, a uh, vet safety, um, just in case the, uh, the the checks didn't go how they wanted it. And uh, it, it definitely did not go how they wanted. 28-year-old was acquired um, in March with a trade with the Baltimore Baltimore Ravens. So um, that sucks. That sucks for the Ravens. Or excuse me, that sucks for the Jets. Uh, and that sucks for uh, Chuck Clark, who is going to be their starting safety this year. Plus, Miles' Hall of Fame eligibility may be hurt by LSU's vacated wins. Yeah, they had a vacate um, like Three 30, years, right? yeah, 37 wins. As part of NCAA penalties announced on Thursday, LSU football vacated wins from 2012 to 2015 
because of recruiting violations stemming from impersonable benefits paid to the father of former player Vandal Alexander by a former booster. So, um, you know, I've, uh, <clears throat> this, this situation is always like the vacating wins after the fact is one of the I don't understand it. I, it's, like, it's dumb. Well, yeah. Dumb, dumb, dumb. And Billy, I've always equated it to this. You go to Disney World. You get home from Disney World. You spent a week in Disney World, did all the things in Disney World. You get home from Disney World, and I come up to you, and I tell you, you didn't go to Disney World, and you didn't have a good time. None of that happened. Erase it from your memory. That's what yep. it is. I, I, it's it's stupid. It's pointless. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I, I do not understand vacating wins that already happened it's not going to affect anything it's i i don't know it's it's the ncaa trying to grasp at the little bit of power it has less left over over college football teams and it's it is dwindling quickly and finally today in 1981 the longest game in professional baseball the Pawtucket Red Sox finally beat Rochester Red Wings 3 to 2 in 33 innings Game began on April 18th. <laughs> uh, That's not, this, this is not true. This I, is not true. I, hey, it's. It began on April 18th and finished on June 22nd or 3rd. Well, I mean, if you, if you think about it, like, it, so this sounds like obviously not MLB teams. This is, this is not MLB teams. Oh, they're, they're minor league teams. So minor league teams. In 1981, I would almost bet you these minor league teams are probably playing in a stadium that didn't have lights. So I, I, I would venture a guess that say these games, probably the first game on the 18th started somewhere around six or seven o'clock at night, maybe played for an hour or two and ran out of daylight and rinse repeat until they got to the 23rd or they just didn't play the games in between. Um, but 33 innings, dude, a, a spanning, you know, Five days. That's you, a. You gone. That's wait, a, wait, wait, five. Holy crap! That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. That's a cricket match. I mean, that's that's what that's what that's what happens to cricket over in India. That's yeah, that's nuts, man. Thirty-three innings. I would have left if I was a player. There's no way I'd have came back for day two. And I'm like, nah. You guys call me when the next game starts. All right, you got anything else? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a Friday. Let's uh, let's start our weekend off right. Safe travels to your mama. She's coming back home. She's been over in Europe enjoying herself. Um, and I think she's supposed to be back today, right? Why are you asking, I have no idea. Why are you asking me? <laughs> it's your mama, man. Come on. Uh, I'll know she's back in America when she sends me a text and says, hey, I'm back in America. <laughs> that's, that's when I'll know she'll be back. For Bryce Farling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will talk to you Monday. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbor. Just shake them.